hello, 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 and welcome to Always Strikes Last. I'm melting into the couch. Matt is melting into the couch. He has been uh, struggling with uh, the itis that's been going around. Yeah, some sort of sickness, probably not uh, inflicted. Itis he's or the osis. <laughs> he's been kind enough to join us on today's episode. So that's that's very nice and very gracious of you, Matt, for really uh, taking one for the team. <laughs> that's that's my lot in life. <laughs> Uh, Um, you enjoy the pox couch sink into it grandfather's rest I'm going going to lead in corral Uh, corral me with your tails what are we doing today what are we doing today (laughs) Uh, well I'm Miles and Jack and Matt are my co-hosts and today uh, kicking off actually some uh, exciting news uh, people who listened to last episode will remember that we launched a Patreon, and we have Patreons, P- patrons, Patreon, Patreons, Patrons, Patrons. No, that's a, that's a liqueur. No, that's uh, a liquor. A Patron. Yeah. We have Patron. Yeah, we have two, uh, two Patron. Two Patrons. Uh, Will Cochran and Sinister Grackle. So thank you guys so much uh, for being early adopters to our. Uh, fun uh little experiment here uh and for their uh was it several dollars a month uh we are we've got a uh discord set up we are making it cool uh all the cool people are there and that's exciting exactly second on that you know we really appreciate you guys being an advanced scouting party here maybe if to make some sort of special icon eventually to designate such Ooh. a thing mm-hmm. oh my gosh but, special you know, icons for for the early birds i love that mm-hmm. Exactly. Tell all your friends. Tell people dog who play AOS. There we go. In before it was cool. I love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so that's awesome. Yes, thank you, you guys. And for anybody else, we have a Patreon. Just do search for Always Strikes Last on Patreon. That's how you find us. That's how I found us. I don't even have access to these accounts, so it's pretty exciting. I get to see what you see. Yeah. No big deal. We're on the Google. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you Google um, us, we appear. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I got a I got a topic for today, which is that last weekend was it last weekend? God, only last weekend went to the Irish GT, which is our local big event of the year. Uh, and I say big with some you know sort of quotes around it because we had twenty four players, right? Which is big for us. You know? It's solid. It's a solid little GT. It's good. It's a solid little GT. And to, to paint you the picture, it is actually, it's a pretty brutal place to have a GT. Not in the sense that like Ireland is a super rugged and formidable place to be or anything like that. Uh, but mostly that like our local meta is, is rough because, um, so we had 24 people show up to this GT, 16 of them uh play or have played on national teams or are currently vying to be a member of a national team oh man that almost reminds me of some of seattle <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's pretty rough i think it's uh, delightful I, the bottom it is, third it is, is the only fun. one who's not going to worlds <laughs> and so well and i definitely feel bad for uh the folks in the bottom third because it is like you have there's like a, a sweet spot where you're playing 
good games at your level and then you get you you win too many of those and you just hit somebody who has got a try hard list and really knows how to pilot it you know if yeah, you yeah. question question if you have a hard list mm-hmm. and you know how to pilot is it a try hard and go hard or what's the yeah, yeah, combination exactly. <laughs> i think it's, those yeah. those are extreme right that that would be an extreme list. Well, that's very extreme. No, yeah, Ex- yeah, <laughs> extreme, extreme with <laughs> with like if it's Slanesh, it's three X's. Yeah, but everything else is only two X's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems fair. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, and I want to at some point, maybe for a future episode, have a discussion on local metas and how we each play in our in our local meta. I think that's a thing that. Uh, gets overlooked when you know we all get sucked into thinking about the global meta, uh, and yet I don't think I've ever played an event at the in the global meta. You know, it's always something. Anyway, it's a discussion for a different time. It's a fair thing, and definitely yeah. will park for future episodes. Um, uh, I'll say Patreon members and other Discord members, please ooh. vote if you want to hear that sooner rather than later. Oh, I love that. You guys know how to let us know, pres- yeah. presumably. I don't, but someone will. Someone will let us know. Oracle uh, ball <laughs> typing. Thought, thought pattern projected out there. Um, <laughs> so, the guy uh, in the couch knows. The guy in the couch knows. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. So I was playing Carriage on Overlords, which is a fun uh, reprise for me. Um Hadn't played them in a good while, and our friend Sean um, Harrison uh, brought them over on his last trip to our fair isle, and uh, I've you know gotten them back up and running, and so it's been a fun time figuring out the new book, trying to figure out what the hell is going on with them, and uh, yeah, I think I did pretty well. I ended up going two and three, um, which is obviously I was hoping for a little bit better result, but it was they were all good games, and uh, we'll I'll let you know how the, we'll, we'll give you the blow the blow by blow. That'll be fun. You know the hero's journey here, Miles. Like how exactly it went, what worked, what didn't work, what you noticed, funny anecdotes. You know, I myself am curious. So we had our practice game against you as you're preparing for that. When I, I yeah. myself made it to your fair land, exactly. Yes, yeah, so you, so you know what we were doing. So my list was. Um, and it's based off of you know some internet lists that I had been. We we did some some market research on this, uh, and there's sort of two archetypal KO lists going around right now. There is uh, uh, nine and or sort of eighteen of balloon boys of whatever type you want. Some usually a mix of sky wardens and endron riggers, but I think it's really dealer's choice in a lot of ways. Um, in two frigates, that's one build. And the other build, which is the one I took, uh, because I already had it painted, that was the key. The key deciding factor for this weekend was fifteen Thunderers in an Ironclad, which nice. sounds much scarier to me. I feel like that build is scarier. It's just fun. They're to have an Ironclad out and out there anyway. It's cool yeah. to look at. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of fun. And then you have I had two gun haulers, um, one of which had uh, six Endron riggers in it as sort of my like mini assault boat uh that could go around and do stuff um playing barrack urbaz so i got the um i got the four up uh the four up rally on everything and um pick one thing to be plus one to wound against so that was cool now for Um, those of us who haven't been going up against ko regularly um what what is the four up rally from it's just it's 
Uh, it's an article or it's an amendment. It's one of those. It's it, so for your for your allegiance abilities, you get to pick um, an article, an amendment, and a footnote as part of the Caradron code that you especially um, identify with. And Beric Urbaz gives you two articles. I can't remember which ones are which off the top of my head. One of them's an always on. One of them, one of the categories is like an always on things. One of them is a once per turn thing. And one of the categories, the footnotes, is the once per game things. Nice. So there is some method to the madness. So having an extra article, uh, which is an always on thing, is an especially good one to have a second of. Um, and because I had a big unit of Thunderers, that was a prime target for something that I might want to rally. That makes sense. You know, big, yeah. shooty, scary guys coming back in, in mass after they think they've decimated the unit. That's good usage in my book. Yeah. And then the other fun thing about this event is that we uh, elected to use the new battle scroll points and rules updates, even though we were, uh, it came out on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday and we decided to that to do it uh the tuesday or wednesday before the event so uh that is interesting was this after yeah. list cut off to peel out so it was after list? list cut off so everybody had to go back and update their lists um which thankfully there was only a handful of, like my list didn't change ko got no updates so i was like nice <laughs> what, was it the thing though where they were allowed to change like the general composition just the point so like if you I could had, change like, whatever you want you had a chance to resubmit Okay, okay. So um, no one got stuck with like a, oh, here's my blizzard teleporting wizard concept. That's gone. Exactly. Like that. Okay. Exactly. Everybody had a chance to, they, if they wanted to change factions, you could change factions, whatever you wanted to do. Nice. A lot of people decided to just tweak their list and see how it went, um, which I think was uh, was fun information for all of us, right? That's fair. So, um, go totally for derail- it. I'm totally derailing everything, Miles, but you've opened up a can of worms with this. Someone yeah. could have brought war picks then. Did anybody bring? They war could have. Picks? No one brought war picks. No one. Uh, this at least. Um, uh, I got the text message from the store yesterday saying that my war pigs came in. So um, I don't. Nobody had war pigs. No one was brave enough to bring big wa, as far as I could tell. Um, I'm but, interested in seeing how they do. Oh, oh yeah, it's too bad they could have brought home the bacon. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm excited. I had a, a potential COVID exposure earlier this week, so I uh, am negative as of today. Very exciting. Uh, so it was, you know, it's it's not, you know, the the days of the hardcore isolation anymore, but still trying to be polite and not give people communicable diseases if I can help it. You know what I mean? This is generally a genteel way of living. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that's usually like the baseline for a social norm, right? Trying. Yeah. Trying. Trying, trying is the real, so so yeah trying. was have not been into the store to pick up all of my uh orc goodies that's um, fair it's fair but not for you anymore matt you're sitting on the couch of grandfather so you're probably exactly gonna no wander around and breathe the people hey i got tested i'm not i'm i'm not on the, you got on the covid thing you got something weird and custom it's yeah <laughs> i i got the hipster version of whatever it is <laughs> covid 18 the original yeah that's right it's so uh you you wouldn't really know about it, guys. It's okay. <laughs> All right. We derailed Miles so much. Miles, you were telling us about All right. So, All uh, <laughs> so uh, round one played a guy named Anthony. He was playing Nagash and all the zombies. Uh, so this is an army that definitely got got 
hit with the uh with the update right they took a they took a big points hit mm-hmm. and some rules tweaks i can't remember exactly what happened i think they just mostly took a points hit more than anything else i think that's right the zombies did a big jump wasn't it like 150 yeah, it, it was a big jump for the zombies yeah. and so he had at least 60 zombies corpse cart vampire lord on foot nagash um and the necromancer maybe i think it was it was very thin on the ground that seems light so it, yeah so it might have been 80 nagash. zombies 80 uh, zombies nagash just nagash in general right that's how nagash is 900 nagash. points yeah yeah so. um and anthony is uh playing for a spot on team ireland so uh so obviously no no slouch there um and it was uh it was an interesting battle i think the the so he had sort of a he took he used the 40 zombies as a castle right and put all his little buff pieces in the gash behind that mm-hmm. and then um he had two the 220 man zombies come up from the grave sort of to to grab objectives in the middle while his yep. castle sort of slowly moved, maneuvered up that um makes sense. yeah and we were playing uh geomantic pulse so that's the one with four objectives in the middle this is not an amazing uh uh one for ko um it's okay because we can always you know we can sort of bounce around it we can be flexible in terms mm-hmm. of which side we're we're gonna jump to um so it's hard to get caught out of the pulse uh, as much but also the more objectives the better is, is what i've learned about ko um yeah uh, i mean Seems like a tricky one, you know, given like you don't know where the pulse is coming from, but the maneuverability helps with that. I'm not exactly. sure how I feel about low body count zombies on this mission, because it feels like they could get caught up by that too. And and I think that's what happened, is they got they got caught out a little bit too. Um Nagash is still super cool. Uh he's got a lot of scary spells. I did my best to stop the worst of them. It was mediocre in success. Um, <laughs> you know, uh but uh and then i ended up winning this um narrowly i don't remember the exact points differential but it wasn't a huge win um and yeah basically i was able to shoot enough zombies i killed the corpse cart uh one turn i went for it and i killed i got nagash to one uh he healed for he healed back up to seven but then i had a second turn where we were wrapping it up and i was like look this whole unit's going to shoot Nagash again. Can we just pull him? And so <laughs> when we were like, you know, we were close on time. So we said that he died. And I think that that was true, but uh, you know, I didn't actually roll the dice for it. So, you know, uh, if anyone wants to call me on that. <laughs> so, um, so that brings up a question. Were, were they enforcing time over there? Chess clocks dice down. Uh, we do. So um, chess clocks are highly recommended. I don't nice. think they were. But uh, anybody, so uh, because Anthony and I are playing, uh, you know, getting prepped for uh, Six Nations, which is coming up in November, uh, we were playing with a chess clock. And certainly, like, we were like, he's got a horde army, you know, like, it's a slow, it's a slow game for him. Yeah. No matter what. And so we weren't using the the clock as an enforcement, but we were, uh, we definitely ran late on the time in terms of the the round time. Mm. And so we were talking out the last turn. I was like, yeah, yeah, so... Nagash is dead. I grab this point. That's the, and I get my grand strat. That's the victory. Right. Yep. 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 Um, but it was, again, it was very close. I think I won by like, uh, by maybe, maybe five points. Oh, that's a nice close game. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Exactly. 
Um, yeah, very well played by Anthony. Um, my second round was against Floody. So uh, he was he played with us at Worlds last year, um, playing Hedonites, uh, he, which was his Worlds army as well. So obviously, I'm like, oh great, this is gonna be this is gonna be rough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> had a he had an interesting Glutose build. Um, only one unit of Bliss Barbs, a bunch of uh, Seekers, big Seekers and little Seekers. Right, the new fancier seekers, and then a couple, two units of screening seekers. Do you mean the mortal ones or the demon ones? The demon, demon ones. Those are still great. Yeah, yeah, they're still great, but they're much smaller and they have fewer wounds. Is what I noticed about them. Yep. Uh, and then Glutos and the mask, and the oh, Enrapturous, and the Enrapturous, and the Enrapturous did fuck all against me, which is like not the point of her, but like. Uh, you know, I think she tried to shoot me with a cannon shot and missed, which is you know classic cannon shot. Yeah, um, you're not you're not really the target for her, Miles. You're the wrong demographic. <laughs> exactly. She showed up to the wrong party, <laughs> which is fine. You know, I think um, it, we're in a we're in a space with the the GHB where um, there are so many people who are leaning into magic that everyone's got to lean into counter magic, and then occasionally you'll hit two counter magic armies against each other. Yeah, yeah, you and know? then you got to see if your uh, if your list is just a entirely an anti-metalist or it's going to be able to stand on its own right exactly it's it's true i know she she can be fun though right now in this magical realm so i'm sure uh, she's oh, absolutely and i and i think she worked really well for floody over the course of the event so she's uh, like one of the best choices for slanesh right now i would say even better than the mirror yeah no she's doing great um this was on every step you take is forward. Uh, day so that's, by day uh, by day. Yeah, exactly. All off. Again, four objectives, a little bit more spaced out. And these are the ones where um, if you charge, you count as two models, you count as an extra model. And if you retreat, you count as no models. Yep. For the purposes of objective grabbing. Um, so that's a little bit of a trick for me. I think it was a trick for both of us because both of our armies inherently like to retreat onto an objective. Right. So that's like a play yeah. that both of us uh, use a lot um, that we can't do. Um, uh, let's see what happened. I did pretty good. So I gave him turn one. I, I deployed in the middle of nowhere. Um, and he basically had a non a non turn where he scored five points. He did like some super easy, you know, probably magical dominance, um, you know, towed onto two objectives and called it a day for five points. And then I sort of had to move out and start picking things off. I was getting good points. I was getting a solid four points a turn. Um, Glutose comes in um, and kills a bunch of the Thunderers, but the Ironclad manages to get away. Uh, the Endron Riggers are tied up fighting. They they do a good job against the Bliss Barbs but then get tied down with some, some fiends. That's what it is. Six fiends. Uh, he brought six fiends. Six fiends in a squad of six. And they were sort of, they were his like third level of punch, right? right. So like the, the, the little seekers that were the, that are still the um, demon ones. Uh, they're the first wave. And then you have the slick bit, the slick blade seekers, slick, slick blade, blade yeah. seekers. Those, yeah. those are the, the bigger ones. Right with the yep. four wounds, that mm -hmm. that and Glutose are the second wave, and then the the fiends come in at uh, as the third wave. That seemed like to be that. yeah, no, it was very good. 
It's interesting. Um, how many, do you know how many units of seekers he had? Cause that sounds like a very thin list. On it, like is, it was a thin thought. list. I looked at it on, I, I looked at it on the, um, uh, you know, on, on the app as I was preparing for this game. And I was like, this feels really thin on the ground. It was two of the little seekers and two of the big seekers. Wow. In squads of five. And then big, big six, seekers is the slick blade seekers. Yeah, the blitz slick barb blade. Seekers. Okay. Yeah. Slick the slick blade, blade seekers. Okay. No bliss barb seekers. Um, and then a unit of, of 11 bliss barbs and some other stuff. I uh, was able to use the mask really well. And it was just a game where he kept scoring five points and eyes kept scoring four points. Um, I was able to get him to drop a battle tactic early on, where it was like a battle tactic. We had to get so much depravity. And then I basically just like made sure he didn't, I never, you know, I never accepted the die that turn. And I made sure he didn't get it. Like I did a redeploy that got him from having his, uh, what is it that that one unit exalted killers or whatever the hell it's called? Yeah, um, yeah. Where where he gets uh, he gets uh, depravity for each wound caused. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Um, and ended up losing the game by three points. So it was uh, very close. Um, you know, and I think it, it was yeah, it was a tough it was a tough fight because he is just so fast that I can only jump away so many times. You know. Yeah, Especially razor tight. And uh, out of curiosity, was he using the grand strategy like to just have depravity at the end of the game, or was he was he doing? Um, he wanted to have thirty six points, so he was allowing himself to potentially summon. Although against me, he never really did. Yeah, um, that was going to be against... my question as well, Jack. That's yeah. yeah. It's like okay, what was he doing so thin on the ground? The other thing yeah. was um, interesting. He was <laughs> pretenders. Which I think is an uh, which I'm not a Slanesh expert, but uh, which is an unusual subfaction, uh, and it got him D3 units could move D6 at the beginning of every battle round. No, so that's not Pretenders. That's the one I like to run. That's Invaders. Uh, yeah, so. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Well, Floody, if you're listening, tell me what I got wrong. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, what that functionally meant was a lot of his, like he had so much movement. Um, I think glutose made it like 27 inches in a turn. Because like he no used problem. the D six, the D six buff move. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. And, and a three D six charge spell. Yeah. And probably a run and charge somewhere in there somehow. That is yep. so with fast a, for glutose. Yeah. So fast. yeah. <laughs> Just he is little a, ogre I mean, legs going like full on uh, Flintstones, right? And then um, <laughs> you know, board wide minus one to hit at a certain point, and then tar- and then pockets of minus two to hit. So it's like minus one to hit that I can't do anything about, which is really rough on KO. That's but, true because once once yeah. you get the stack with Glutos with that healthy twelve inch aura off of a pie plate, right? it's like yeah, enjoy that. Your plus one means nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like don't even spend it. Just put the CP back in your pocket. Yeah, <laughs> you take this CP and invest it in feeling better because you're about to feel bad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so okay, so uh, I'm one and one. Uh, it's been they've been both good games, and then uh, round three I play Richie, um, who is also a Team Ireland member, uh, and he's got uh, his Slaves of Darkness. Oops, all Varengard. Nice. Rich is good people. Fun, fun person. Yeah. Love um, it, love it, love it, love it. <laughs> so it is fifteen Varengard, Bellacore, and a and a Slaves of Darkness, um, uh, 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 Sorcerer Lord. 
Nice. Very straight. That's the list. <laughs> yeah. Simplicity. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So he's got two sixes and a three. Um, it's Knights of the Empty Throne. I think they're all marked corn. Um, yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot. Like, there's not a. There's no secrets in this list. Not a deep hit and run strategy. Not a lot yeah. of screening and baiting. Or- <laughs> <laughs> I love um, it. It's a it's a go big or go home list. And uh, exactly. And then uh, we're playing lines of communication, which again is three objectives across the middle, which is the worst thing for me, um, especially with the Dawn of War style deployment. Fans of Fifth Ed 40K will get that mm. reference. Oh yeah. Um, I will and, never remember if it's hot dog or hamburger, and then I will confuse which thing is hot dog or hamburger. <laughs> like, is it vertical I think, or is it I horizontal? think this is the hot dog. I think this is hot dog deployment, right? Where it's the it's three long stripes. Yeah, but every time we've had a game, Miles, I've confused the hot dog versus hamburger whenever we talk <laughs> about it, and I can never remember. <laughs> Visually, it's essentially the same thing. You just turn it on the side, right? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it means is that you know he can deploy on the line, and there's nowhere for me to be that is like comfortably far enough away. Yeah, you don't have a yeah. corner pocket to hang out in, that's for sure. Um, so I picked a corner. Um I put up my one little unit of Arcanauts as my screen and a boat, you know, as sort of like screening the the good boat, the the ironclad and the um and the uh the Endrin riggers in the little gun hauler. And sure enough, he got into them turn one. Uh I lost them both. I did a little bit of damage back. Turn two, I think I killed four Varengard out of that unit. Um, but it wasn't really enough. Uh I think at that point, oh, and he's Bellacord my, um, he's Bellacord my Ironclad. So the Ironclad is stuck in the corner. So, but fortunately the guys, the guys in the Ironclad can still shoot out and uh, actually ended up rolling it. So the Ironclad could still shoot in the shooting phase, which was great. So we did some good damage. Um, and then I gave him the turn. And he was able, but but after I so I tied up the Varengard with the um, Endrin riggers to keep them from getting into the Ironclad. Yep, yeah, it makes sense. Balloon Boy is sort of sacrificially offering themselves, right? Okay. I I gave him the turn. I'm way behind on primary at this point. I am still getting secondaries. Um, he can't really get into me, which is awesome. So at this point, Bellacor is now a paperweight, which I love that for him. It's um, my favorite version of Bellacore, really. But he did he did what he came to do. That iron Oh, absolutely. Right target. <laughs> um and now now it's turn three or bottom of two, right? By the time I get something going on. Um so I have to hop the ironclad out there, out of there, right? Um we're trying to bust holes and stuff. Uh can't really get onto an objective very well the way he's positioned uh to like get the right level of shooting on a good target that I want. Um, so I'm not, again, not getting good primary points. And then uh, during his turn, he makes a 17 inch charge with the Ooh. six Varen guard, <laughs> 3d6 prayer. Uh, no, 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 sorry. It wasn't a 17 inch. It was a hot 11 is what he got. Mm. Yeah, he need, he didn't get the 3d6 prayer uh, spell off because they were out of position, but he got the hot 11 on dice, which he needed 
to get them in. Um, and they were able to wrap the ironclad with double fighting. And that was the end of it. So oh. I lost that monumentally. I think I scored six points that game. Uh, and he got max or whatever. So that was brutal. So the Baron Guard do what they like to do, essentially. Yeah, so exactly. When when, it, when that game, before that game started, what were you thinking going into it? Did you think that was kind of like, okay, this is probably going to be the one where I'm going to have the hardest time against this? I, th- knowing I think Varengard, so. Just Well, knowing Varengard and knowing that Richie is going to be hyper-aggressive with them, Mm-hmm. You know, and knowing that, you know, he's going to stack a lot of buffs on them. They are going to be hard to chew through with a few spikes in some key places. I can lift units of Varengard. Um, Like a unit of six requires a lot of effort, you know, and a lot of shots going in. And um, and even a unit of three can really make uh, make my day terrible. So I knew it was going to be an uphill fight. And then seeing the mission... Uh, that is like uh, making a bad day worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like small number, somewhat centrally located, so you can kind of get to the ones you want. And exactly. Uh, and obviously, uh, Richie's great. Please, you know, uh, he played it very well, and uh, you know, it was a pleasure as always. That's fun. Uh, it's it's interesting, Miles. So, so going into that game when you were setting up and thinking about it, did it feel like a very different version of what you and I uh, rolled up with? We were. It wasn't our, honestly that that dissimilar in the sense that, um, you know, I'm trying to because, and this is what I found out about about this particular KO list, which I was really trialing in this event, which was that it's a KO list that has to come in in the second half of the game and score big points, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. spend the first two turns getting suboptimal scoring, you know, hopefully four points a turn, you know. Uh, it's tough on this objective to get, to, on this mission to get four points a turn, uh, just in general. Mm-hmm. But you're hopefully getting four points a turn for your first two turns, and then you're getting max scoring for the last three turns. Um, that's the dream, anyway. Um, and that means that you're never going to, you're almost never going to blow out a game right because you're there surgically picking things off and keeping the big threats at bay by movement shenanigans and killing key units and having key things to tie things up so they can't move it's a very much i think uh mick called it a blue red a blue red deck for for the magic players out there oh i like uh, that yeah yeah right like i am not doing any actual character like creature damage i am just using uh direct damage spells and counter spells. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's what's that guild name that Rizit or something like that? I don't know. I'm not enough of a magic card player to but uh I know, right? What a terrible uh, this is like my sports analogies. <laughs> yeah, that fell apart. It was like kicking the <laughs> kicking the touchdown across that goal line. Exactly, know. yeah. <laughs> you put the sports ball in the sports hoop. Um yeah. and then you get sports points. Exactly. Yeah. I think they count them down. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> Low score wins. <laughs> well. Um, so that's day one. Uh, you know, it's been three uh, very good games, uh, very tough games. Uh, definitely a brain melter uh, on my on my part. Uh, and then going into day two, I play this guy named Joe. Uh, Joe's a very lovely guy. He's got uh, his, uh, corn, corn, mostly corn demons army. So he's got mm-hmm. two big blood, a bloodthirster, a scar brand. A bunch of dogs and then a bunch of um, dudes on whatever those juggernauts. 
Oh yeah, Juggernauts, cool. Yeah, I think they're they're they were skull crushers. Skull crushers. Which are the, were the yeah. humans on Juggernauts? It's as opposed to the Blood Crushers. Um, but uh, so that was his list, and we're playing Nexus Collapse. So this is the one. This one, and I think this is such a tough mission. Um, this is the one where if you're behind in points, you get to delete two objectives every turn. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah. That's this yeah. one is. We we could probably do a whole separate episode on the gotcha missions in this particular pack. Yeah. You have to play the mission specifically, or you lose. <laughs> no, exactly. And this was a this was a case where um, you know Joe lost because of the mission. You know, uh, you know, I, and I, you know, I won't sugarcoat it. He doesn't get to play as much as he wants to. He doesn't have the wealth of experience. I was definitely winning the fight portion of the of the battle. Um, and at the same time, I think I won by like three points. It was special. Right? Uh, through a combination of this mission is always going to be tight because you want to have that like I'm behind the first couple turns and then I'm ahead the, the last couple turns, both from KO and from the mission. Mm-hmm. You know what I, I mean? I'm guessing that you let him go to five points or whatever in the first turn. You were at four. You then strategically... Well, and, and that was it. So... Uh, turn one, he drops a battle tactic, uh, and I'm going to give it to him as tactical geniusery, uh, because that means I have to drop a battle tactic, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, right to be on, to be below him, and uh, and because of you know KO, we have so much maneuverability, but but to get in those sweet spots where I can unload onto a, a single target or, or a few targets and make sure I clear my little bubble with nothing close to me. There's not that many spots I can go. And so you're always looking for those like real sweet spots. So I got a bloodthirster and scar brand closing in on me. Right. So mm-hmm. I actually had to land on an objective to be at the sweet spot to actually kill myself out of range, you know, uh, of whatever he does next turn. So I ended up inadvertently scoring an objective. I didn't want to, and we so, end up tied. We end up tied going in. I think he wins the 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 roll off and just deletes one objective. Um, so anyway, it's 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 this back and forth battle. I think I do end up underscoring him in the second round, um, and and pulling off his back objectives. And then at that point, I am now under by one in a very close low low scoring battle, and I'm trying to um, make up points as fast as possible. Nice, nice. I'm seeing it. <laughs> yeah, that's such an interesting mission. I think it's one of my favorites so far that I've played. Yeah, it's. I I love it. It's it's so different. But continue. <laughs> no, no, it's very good. Uh, I one thing I learned from that battle was um, Ko have a, a grand strat, which is that I have at least one boat still on the board, and there are no enemy behemoths on the board. And you know what doesn't count? Or enemy behemoths that fly. Specifically enemy behemoths that fly. You know what doesn't count as an enemy behemoth? Is a bloodthirster. Because it's a leader. It's not a behemoth anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, so like, got him. <laughs> so, like, all the big things that I was previously worried about, like, uh, Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, not a behemoth. Uh, you know, um, Alariel, not a behemoth. Archeon, not a behemoth. You know, don't actually have to worry about wiping those things to get my grand strat. Now, conversely, his grand strat was have no wizards on the board, which was a shoe in because he's corn. 
Yeah. Yep. 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 You know, so we were going to be tied there. Um, there was, you know, there was no like six point swing at the end there to, to achieve a bigger victory. Anyway, it was a very close battle and honestly, a couple, a couple more ba- uh, battle tactics from Joe and it would have been a whole different story. So really well played by him. Uh, and especially given the fact that, you know, I was doing that control deck thing where he was definitely frustrated at the fact that like, yeah, you don't get to hit me, <laughs> you know, or you get to hit me in a very suboptimal way. Mm-hmm you know, that I've calculated as being okay, I guess. Um, and uh, I, I can't get over how much I love that mission. Like it rewards <laughs> you. It rewards you for playing like beyond hyper aggressive. If somebody else is trying to play the, um, the game that you guys were playing. Sure. Like, if you have the ability like that, like the Slanesh list that you, um, you were talking about earlier with the invaders mm-hmm. to just capture everything early on and yeah. they just start deleting and you're like a combat heavy army. You just fine. Sure. I've got this half of the board. You can take two, but I got, you know, I got more of no, here. Exactly. So uh, and, stay right there. Go ahead. And I, I do wonder if it's, especially for KO or, or any other army that's heavy, heavy movement, if you don't care about your home objectives, like there's, I don't think there's a reason to go for the underscoring route. Yeah. Tactic, you know, in, in retrospect, you know, I, I um, think if you can control the board state enough to, to do that. Yeah. But against a matchup where you are out hoarded or you're not going to yeah. do that because unless like you're things drop everywhere, mm-hmm. unless you're facing a castle, like if you're facing a castle, you want to try and pull their objectives and make them spread out. Yep. Um, but again, it's very matchup dependent. It's very, it, it depends on your army, depends on their army, depends on like, it's, it's such a hard thing to judge. It depends on what they want to do. You yeah. know, like you give them the first turn, they're going to have to play this like Sicilian uh, poison cup mind game with you of, uh, that is am I very gonna... specific? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Do I drink the poison, the, the cup in front of me or do I drink the poison, the cup in front of you? Ah. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it is, it is kind of like that. I'm just, if both people are thinking along the same lines, right? It's like, okay, who, right. how many points can I afford to not score if I go first turn? <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, cause yeah, exactly. It's a very tricky problem. Um, <laughs> so that was round four. Joe played, Joe played great. Um, and uh, let's see round five. So going two and two into round five and I'm playing against Kieran uh, with his night haunt. So this was, Oh, I know. Okay. So very very fun. Right. Spooky, spooky army. And uh, with the Kieran, new points too and everything. And with the new points. He'd remember, gotten, I think he'd gotten an extra hero or something out of this. Nice. Remember they were my MVP. I'm yep. guessing they did okay. They did pretty good. Um, if anyone remembers what I said my overall score was at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't bury the lead too much on this one. <laughs> I'm living in a fog of disease and couches. There we go. Well, it'll be a surprise for you remember. then, Matt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so Kieran's got his night hunt. He has brought, oops, all black coaches um so it's three black coaches what a man yeah nice, a man nice. in a chair um and then there's a bunch of ghosts that i don't understand what they are or what they do uh which is default state prob- versus night probably to my detriment in this matchup in general uh but in my defense they all look the same uh, 
Did they have swords yeah. or did they have uh, scythes? They were ten guys with scythes. Okay. Um, there was a man in a chair. There were there were five hex rates. I did know I do know those guys. Yeah. And then he had some like little hero who ended up being his general. I don't know what else he did other than he was his general. He was a little hero. Cool. Um, cool. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know that, that that is the default state, though. Yeah. Like you look at the, you look at the Nighthawk army, even when they're beautifully painted. Sometimes in the tail, you're like, oh, okay. So, so these are the ones that are howling. Now, these are very mm-hmm. distinct ones that are screeching. Yeah. These are distinct <laughs> ones that are wailing. And of course, that these ones so. have sheets on, and these ones yeah. have you know tarps on, and these ones just wear you know loose fitting nightgowns. Uh, you can tell. You can tell. <laughs> See, these skulls look like horses, and yeah. these skulls look like humans, and those don't even have skulls. And that's your differentiation. I, exactly. I don't think it's unfair, though, because we're just living the experience of like, any kind of mortal realms person on the ground dealing with these things in real life. Like, they don't know what these are, what the distinction yeah. is. It's just. <laughs> It's all a boogie, floaty, bad thing. I yeah. I remember reading some. Wave of, uh, ah! <laughs> I remember reading some Sigmar book where uh, I think it was. I couldn't get through it, and I apologize to the author. I'm sorry I didn't get through this. Um, I think it was the Neferata book, where um, it's the self-titled Neferata book, and she's cooking up some scheme. Cool, I'm on board. Neferata, neat, you know. Yeah. And then they yeah, go over. Nef- there's this. There's this corn army. That's, you know, doing corn stuff. Yep. And uh, the the main guy was talking about, oh, he used to be just an exalted death dealer, but now he's a mighty lord of corn. And I was like, no one in a corn army would use those titles. You know, I you think know? they'd go yeah. a little bit more instead of like exalted death dealer, it'd be more like exalted skull death blood right. dealer. Right. Like, right I feel like, like they would have to add more skull and blood. But like those those titles that we give them in the game, those are like those are what the Stormcast call them. You know? Yeah. 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 It's yeah. never how like they were born. It's like the name their mother gave them too. Even like to get exactly right. Be like, imagine being like a rural actually in village and like, you know, the, the neighbor's son is like bronze ball butcher axe. I mean, watch that kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but see, I imagine, anyway, I imagine there is one, you know, corn army out there that really takes that seriously. And they all have waxed up mustaches and like, are fully <laughs> like, yes, I am the exalted death dealer. Mm, yes, 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 yes. Come so here. I and I should my, kill you. My disbelief was unsuspended at that moment, and I couldn't finish the book. Tattered <laughs> completely. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that. anyway, uh, Kieran had his oops, oops, all uh, black coaches, and um, this was uh, Spring the Trap, which is again three in the middle, and this is has an even tighter deployment. So already, I hate this mission. I hate this mission so much uh, from a KO <laughs> perspective. Uh, I don't, I don't hate it. It's a fine mission uh, overall, but like from, from what I'm looking for as the KO player going into a mission, this is the worst thing that could possibly exist. Mm. <laughs> I get it. Uh, you know, um, I think so, he's hiding his feelings on this one. <laughs> it's a little bit. No, no, no. Seriously though. I, um, after playing an all KO or not an all KO, all dragon ogre list mm-hmm. on that mission, just fitting stuff in to that deployment zone. It's a very tight deployment zone. It's a nightmare. Yeah. I think I secretly think the reason that they give you the outflanks is to keep you from over 
from overfilling your deployment zone. Yeah. Yeah. Cause there, mm-hmm. I remember, um, at one of the Hawkwim tournaments, we had a Zinch player that, uh, that couldn't fit everything in that same, like with the deployment for one of the older missions, which I can't remember the name of, but it was pretty much. Uh, same yeah, it was, it was. Yeah. I remember the one, I remember the one you're talking about, but anyways, I digress. So, uh, I gave him turn one. He throws some, uh, he puts a black coach in front of me, says, come at me, bro. Um, he tries a charge or I don't think he tries a charge. I think he just sort of positions to sort of screen me out of the middle. I go turn two. I lift the black coach sitting right in front of me <laughs> and I'm able to, uh, get a model onto the middle objective. And I, and I grab a side objective so I'm getting five points. Nice. Um, at that point, he gives me the turn again. Because uh, he's kind of out of position. He's got both uh, other black coaches off to the off to the sides, and his his main guys are all way in the back. Um, so he gives me the turn again. I jump in, I lift another black coach, um, and I start to do some damage to the um horses. And then, uh, and then he starts, he, he starts the crack back, right? So he, um, is moves the stuff into the middle objective. He's got a black coach that is loaded up now. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And nice. yep. And then I don't think he gets the double turn. I get the double, I get the turn and I am going for, cause his, his hero is right in the middle the, the guy on the throne. I don't know the guy's name. Uh, Craven something. Yeah. He seems really good from what I can tell. Um, this is such an expert. uh, (laughs) It is, it is uh, the great retelling. Once again, this is going back to our theme of (laughs) what are they? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Anyway, he seems really good and I want him dead. And um, during his turn, he had charged him out of range of the spirit hosts. Mm. Oh, okay. No more blade of wounds. Nice. Exactly. So oh, I'm like, no. that guy is dead and I want his dogs dead. You know, I want his family dead. I want his dogs dead. Um, <laughs> he's already so, dead. You're yeah, shooting exactly. him. He's so, like, hey, I'm already, I'm dead. Exactly. So I get the, th- I move the boat in, the thunderers get out. Uh, I've been realizing at this point that a fun move is, so it costs a CP to move the boat and get the guys out, but the guys get a functional seven inch move out of the boat. So like, uh, Right, they get out of the boat wholly within three, and then they get to move four, and then the boat can just move after them to still be in the same position that would have happened if I had moved the boat and gotten them out, so I can save a CP. So I've been mm-hmm. I've been having too much fun with this tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, um, so I got the guys. We're unloading on stuff. We're just trying to do some ping damage. I think we lift most of the unit. Um, the hex rates are tied up with Endrin riggers. Um, it is really rough with the fact that uh, none of my rend matters for anything against these guys. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, we're getting some chip damage. He's got a four up ward or something nasty. So we're getting down. He's got one wound left. So I charge the ironclad in uh, like above, like over top of the thunderers charge the ironclad in. And then, um, uh, he manages to get back into position. Like I whiff with the, with the ironclad or whiff with the admiral. He did, he manages to get back into the position. Um, but I end up killing him anyway. 
So you killed Kurtos. Yeah, so he couldn't pass off enough wounds. But now I'm sitting with my ironclad right in the middle, within charge range of everything, and the Thunderers on the other side, the side I don't necessarily want them on. Um, At which point, he takes the turn. He gets a bunch of units ready to charge. He pulls the hex rates over somehow, um, and they're going to charge. I don't know if they have a retreat and fighter. I don't know how he does Everything it exactly. does, I think. Yeah, that, that the entire PSS. army can uh, retreat so there we and go. charge. So, um, so he pulls those over, and this is the moment where I lost the game. Uh, I redeployed the Thunderers into the boat. Um, oh. Huh. Gotcha. And, if, and if I had just left them there, the boat would have still died, and they would have still been sitting there. Uh, whereas what happened is the boat died and all but like three of them got out, uh, died with it. Yep. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yep. Um, and that's a, it's a really good play because, um, when someone gets just within nine of the thunderers, you can put them into the boat and now that's a, like a 12 inch charge. But if they're just within three, you leave the thunderers where they are, right? Yep. Because they're going to make a six inch charge and you don't want them making a six inch charge, right? Like they're going to charge mm-hmm. you. Just just shut up and sit there and shoot them. Um Yeah, and and mm-hmm. and just wrapping the boat it, oh, there, it's, I love it. It's no, it's, it's the it's, best it's, feeling in the world when you wrap a KO boat. Oh the yeah. The player tries to put them down and goes through every scenario of where do I stick all these exactly. beautiful models. I, you know it's so funny about it though, like kind of apropos <laughs> of you being on your Nurgle couch, but also the metaphor is like you're it's like you're wrapping the KO boat, this nice warm blanket comprised of all these ghostly sheets. It is like it's, wrapping it in a blanket. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> um and I remember having blanket. <laughs> I remember having uh, an argument with Ken, uh, heated heated discussion anyway, uh, with Ken about like, you know, taking prudency shoots and he's like, well, you should just never let your boat get wrapped. That's the thing. I'm just like, Ken, everybody knows the trick about wrapping the boat. Literally everybody sees KO and is like, how do I wrap the boat? That's the first thing that goes through every single person's mind. Everyone knows the only thing. That's the only thing. (laughs) That's all anybody wants to do. So my boat got wrapped. Just um, drink the KO player tears. Not, and, it's not surprising when they could fly and their ghosties are everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> and, and <laughs> now, I had had a pretty commanding lead on the points up until this moment. And so we have two more turns of scrapping it out. And what it comes down to is that a, a black coach is a behemoth that can fly. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't get my grand strat. And that was the, that was the, I think I lost by a point. It was very well played by Kieran. He absolutely snatched uh, uh victory from the claws of defeat. And it was, yeah, he did a great job. That's, that's kind of awesome. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, hats off to him. It sounds like a real fun game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's just fun to see three black coaches because they are hilarious. Yeah, I, I had a pretty fun game once a year and a half or two years ago against four black coaches at the GTs, oh, and that was real interesting. <laughs> they are they're just complete havoc. Like you never know what's going to happen with them. And yeah, it's like uh, you're like okay, so they've got what is it? It's twelve wounds or something like that with a four up in like unmodifiable save, and then a five up ward. It's like this is. This is a lot of damage I need to put in this thing, guys, to to put a big dent in this. 
Yeah, and you can't really ignore it because it has various versions. It still can juice up and get kind of scary. <laughs> no, exactly, right? It can, what is it? It's only like six or seven models that it needs to to die within its bubble to get juiced up. And then it's like, okay, big mortal wound attack coming out of here. Yeah. You know, yeah, it yeah. also gets a four up ward. Uh, if it's, it's five or six, up? yeah, five or six dice. Yeah. You know, I have all these models. I should actually play my night hunt. There you go. Point. Play your play your models, Matt. Play your models. I I think about the black coach as the model, which is different from the other ones. Yeah, <laughs> I the can black see coach is I... the one you're like. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's that, that one. one. Okay, that yeah. one I can easily recognize. There's those <laughs> things, and then there's that one. Uh, or Lady uh, O. Everybody knows Lady O. Everybody's had their dream ruined by Lady O at least once. <laughs> that's that's true. She has a little attendance as she stands out. Exactly. So your so hero's journey ends. You, you had yep. some scraps. Two, three. Two and three for the weekend. Uh, all very good games. Uh, mm -hmm. Great players. Had a great time. One best sportsmanship. So that's exciting. People uh, people liked me. So that was always, you know, that's always the dream. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely the win <laughs> you want. That's the word. Exactly. Like, at least that wasn't like a... The curmudgeon uh, on the table. Also, <laughs> yeah. one best of the two and threes. So that's nice. I don't know why we had a prize for that, but we did. That's a uh, rarefied so, bracket, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was gonna yeah. I was gonna ask you at the beginning of this, what what were you hoping for or expecting, do you think, with the amount of time that you had put into the KO list pre-tournament? and um, going from theory hammered to any practice games on it sure i mean i was definitely hoping for uh three and two a four and one would be great but also knowing that like i'm going into a shark pit uh you know and the other thing that i've come to realize about ko or at least the way i've been playing ko is that they are not an army that smashes in the same way that we saw them sort of uh last year uh, early last or early this year, really being mm -hmm. that like, uh, here's 30 thunderers in your face. Have a good day. You know? Yeah. They're yeah. not as, not as dominant on the, uh, on the sweeping of the, uh, deck exactly. There. Like, um, at least, you know, the way I've been playing it, you know, you'll get it done. Uh, if everything goes well, you'll do four points, four points, five, five, five. Um, and you'll get your grand strat. And, uh, but that's, you know, against a skilled player, who is also, you know, it's got their own, you know, they're also scoring well. Um, that's going to be a narrow victory, right? So you're looking at, um, you know, uh, six or seven point points differential is the sort of dream. And that's a hard place to start out with, yeah. you know, like that's, that's like, unless things something like, so again, this game against Joe, uh, he, I don't think he knew what to do against KO and like fair, uh it's definitely a weird one to wrap your head around if you've never seen it before um and so he he uh you know i don't want to uh give him a hard time but he made a lot of you know all the wrong classic moves where he's like i'm gonna spread out it's like cool please spread out please make it easier for me to pick you off you know um i'm gonna just like run my big stuff at you cool please do that please bring them over to me so i can shoot them you know um and uh which are all good instincts you know if you're just kind of making it up as you go and you've never you don't know what this army is going to do but even with that you know still was a very narrow victory you know on, uh, on the points on the points side and i mean night hunt have a they have an interesting way of kind of like 
countering things in ways you don't expect to, right? Yeah. So, like, all your rend is not going to matter. All the damage, you have to, like, fully commit to your shooting to pull a large unit off a table. Mm-hmm. Um, almost overcommit, I think. And that's not yeah. just shooting, but even combat, right? You have to be able to kill that unit twice in order to pull it from a table if it's Night Haunt. Right, exactly. That's- that's sort of what it what it feels like, right? I mean, the situation of the Night Hunt or maybe some of the other matchups combined with the variability in the missions, which are really good for KO or cluster mm-hmm. of small objectives not good for KO. I mean, you kind of have like a, a casino slot machine pool every time you roll up to the table and you can really have that mar- narrow margin scalpel plan get kind yeah. of tossed. And I, I do want to point out that uh, there are a number of six objective missions in this GHB. There's at least three of them I can think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. We didn't play. We only played one mission that had more than four objectives. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. maybe not not even the best the best mission. So I'm blaming you, Nathan, for picking these missions. This is all your fault. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, heard it, you heard it from the man himself. Exactly. No, no, it's all right. uh, obviously if you're going to play uh, an army that it's going for a five and zero, you have to be able to play all the missions, and that's part of the deal, right? So, uh, so even the hard ones. So what would you what would you change out of this, having learned all that? Um, well, I definitely want to trial the um, the other build, right? The other build, which is the um, eighteen bubble balloon boys. boys, eighteen bubble boys, and two frigates. Um, that one, I think, you know, it, you can't really compare um, uh, shooting only output versus shooting plus combat output because there's so much, uh, there's so many other variables mm-hmm. that, but like, I think the the, the total output of that army uh, is a lot more damage uh, if you can, if you can make it happen. Um, yeah. So I definitely want to, want to trial that. Whereas this one has like one big thing and it's going to blow a hole in my opponent's board and hopefully ride that wave, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm interested in trialing that. The other thing, too, I think is there's, like, um, uh, there is an ex- uh, an experience thing where it's like, okay, um, like I said, the, the moment of this is when you don't pile the guys into the boat uh and you just let, let them sit there even though that's a, a really fun little trick that catches a lot of people out is the piling guys into the boat you know um you knowing when to do that when to not do that um it's definitely very interesting but yeah i think uh, ko are are in a very good place um sort of in general they're a strong army um they have strong battle tactics they have strong grand strats um they're good at a lot of missions that other people are not necessarily good at right all of those big a uh, high high number objective missions, mm-hmm. right? They're going to be good at ice fields. They're going to be good at uh, nexus collapse. They're going to be good at meltwater, um, and it's going to be it's figuring out how to how to deal with those small number of objective missions in a better way. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. I bet you will have some some uh, you know, positive results from trying out the alternative build though with the small yeah. objective missions because you get the combat you get the third phase to do stuff in you know, that's it's, true it's pretty good yeah and i think uh a, you know one death star is is the easiest easiest list to counter i think in a lot of metas right? sure yeah it's much less so. susceptible to bellicor for example or uh blizzard right yep. so yeah, yeah that's true didn't get blizzarded the whole time what's the deal I've been I, so everybody's telling me Blizzard is the new thing, and I didn't get Blizzarded once. I did get Hand of Dusted once. I, I still lost love my Blizzard. Admiral. 
So good. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> and the gas strikes again. Yeah, I, exactly. I have not had it go off on me yet. Or no, I think that's a lie. I've had it go off on me twice, but just horrible rolls from the players. So I've been like completely oh, underwhelmed by it. <laughs> well, it's, you know, what is it like the, the sex panther of Warhammer moves? Like exactly. 100% of the time, 50% of the time. <laughs> exactly. It's illegal in 12 countries. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, uh, you know, Coming away from the battle scroll, I think we're going to see less zombie spam. I think it's still got, you know, it's still got some teeth there. Um, but nice. stuff that was like Nagash and some zombies or like some big points investment and zombies as like sort of the backup, um, that is a lot thinner on the ground. And you need like zombies have a critical mass, uh, not only of the zombies, but also the number of buff pieces and redundant buff pieces you need to make them really sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, you're going to, you're in a spot where like, yeah, like Nagash and one corpse cart and one vampire and one necromancer. Like that's not enough buff pieces. It definitely feels like you could overwhelm their ability to like, you know, bring that stuff back to recursion to get the points they need. Whereas like before, it's a lot more bodies. <laughs> exactly. And a lot more little heroes, you know, like a lot more sources of power that he had to run around and deal with. Um, Legion of Blood, still probably very good. No one was playing that this weekend, but I think they're still probably very good. Um uh who else obr obr seems like they still have some teeth i i didn't get to play him but there was an obr player um and he did pretty well um everyone was coming away was like wow obr still pretty good you know after the after the they had a a more targeted nerf to the recursion on um immortus guard and stalkers stalkers which was very much needed to be honest yeah no it was it was gross i think it tracks though i mean just the other stuff is so great. Yeah. And ho- hopefully we'll start seeing a little bit more kind of like mixed arms. Right. Uh, that would be interesting. Uh, when, when I'm not looking at an OBR list and it's, uh, or when I'm looking at an OBR list and it's not all the more discard. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. Fair enough. Um, Fair I still enough. think they're very good. I mean, they didn't go up in points. So like, as long as you can play around the fact that they're harder to bring back, you know, and maybe don't, uh, triple dip into them uh you know they're still very good yeah, yeah. but they, they've got a place yeah they're not they're not an unkillable uh block i don't think anymore because before exactly. it was just like whoa, whoa, <laughs> like you, you did what excuse me now there are three of them there are three of them coming back what are we doing <laughs> okay cool but, i'm a but bomb these gonna exactly yeah um i think we looked at it and it, it would be a real investment of effort to bring more than one of them back in a turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is exactly what it needs. Right. Yeah. Um, and not to mention a lot of three ups. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was at least, you need at least four, three ups in a row and not to mention four copies of this ability to, to, to put on them, which you could do. That's still doable. You know, I, in a in a clutch moment where it saves the game, I can totally see it. But as yeah. a normal move, a normal thing for uh, your rank and file guard who are elite warriors, yeah, yeah, uh, maybe not so much, right? So Fair enough. Exactly. I'm, I'm Fair glad enough. to see that. I'm glad to see that. I still think Nelmiriad is the best, like of the sub factions. I don't see that changing though. 
Well, right now, I mean, that's because of the ever-present threat, so the the blizzard or whatever. Sure, it's, it's great, and and but, anytime in the spells can do some wonky stuff to you. Ignore it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also, like, um, none of the other sub factions do anything, so it doesn't matter, right? You have a sub faction that gives you a once per turn charge in the enemy charge phase. You have a sub faction that gives you something to do with horses. You have a uh, sub faction uh, five up explodes. For mortals when you die that feels like planning for failure mm-hmm. um i mean if you're <laughs> i think i think each of them have like their own kind of builds that they're intending right like the crematorians are actually my favorite style because sure all you're just asking is uh just get as many blocks of more tech guard put a bunch of derp turtles up there derp turtles being the um what are they called the harvesters yeah the yeah, harvesters yeah. and then just bring them back slowly over time right yeah. and and there you go. And now you're just, hey, I don't have any mortal wounds anywhere else. Just come and hit me. I want you sure. exactly in combat with me with exploding sixes to hit. So, Oh, yeah. So you just have them sitting there as like Mr. Exploding Bomb Bones, bricks, and they're... Yeah, they're exactly. They, that, that one does seem probably the best of the, of the remaining ones. I'm trying to think. Petrifex Elite. So this was confusing to me. I was looking at it. Petrifex Elite affects Hecatos units and Gothasar Harvesters. Hecatos units... Are not more tech and horses. Yeah. yeah even though both the, uh, the elites, even, right? even though both of them have a unit champion called a Hecatos. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there was You can uh, see where I'd be confused, right? There's there's a keyword <laughs> salad going on here. Exactly. Yeah, it's murky. Uh, it's murky. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think there's some play in the other sub factions. I know that you know I, I've seen some of the others do some cool stuff. I love the idea of countercharging. Oh, that know, totally. being a way to stop some from just doing very precisely what they want to do. But, but, to, but yeah. to have a, a pure counter to like Zinch and Seraphon and the occasional Blizzard, like just in your back pocket, like even if you don't get a ton out of it in most other matchups, mm-hmm. it just feels so good. To just oh, it's, have it's, that, like, it's hefty goodness. It's hefty goodness without a doubt. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's really interesting because I was building that. Uh, I shared a, a list in the Discord that I've been building, and it's been mm-hmm. rattling around my brain for a while. And I I was building it specifically to you know say how many battle tactics can we get while playing the army that I really want to play, all Vanguard uh, Stormcast with no crazy long shooting, right? Sure. And looking at the battle tactics that are available, um, not only through that book, you know, and the GHB, there aren't that many that are wizard dependent. And I'm no, there wondering right. why we're seeing so much heavy wizardry for the amount of primal miscasts that I've seen go off, like oh, myself yeah. no. included. Like everybody wants to to be the one who throws the forty six mortal wounds at somebody. Yeah, and it's such a rush, though. I mean, yeah. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's that that heady days of of mortal wounds everywhere, right? Yeah, it it's it's just kind of interesting to see because uh, you know, like you you get the you get the bonuses that you can use for being Antorian locuses. Mm-hmm. You know the book mm-hmm. is made to kind of like say, hey, use your wizards. Come on. We have a ton of extra battle mages in inventory. Mm-hmm. Just buy them, please, please. <laughs> and like the the battle tactics themselves, you can probably supplement even with like 
hell, you could do an or or clans list. And if you're actually focusing on building a list around the battle tactics, and oh, this is or, not like or like iron does. Auric War Clans have fantastic battle tactics. Oh, I'm... What? Yeah. Well, not if not if you play what Orcs on Porks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about Orcs on Porks, but like, if you look at it from a big WAS standpoint, four guaranteed battle tactics on every oh, mission yeah. without doing anything. Yeah, big WA most definitely. <laughs> like, and it's so deceptive too, because like big WA lists don't make any sense to me. Every time I've tried to build one, I'm like, how does this work? None yeah. of this makes any sense. Yeah, no, Bone Splitter's got the shaft on this on the whole battle tactics thing, for sure. Um but but even to your point, they're not bad at the at the book ones either. Yeah, they're they're not. And so like it, the, the more I'm looking at it, it's more like why is everybody playing into like uh a uh an, an extra cast when it's like okay i've now got saved dice for dispelling stuff when i need it i mean and that's, that's the only I'm way i'm looking KO. at it now which is really interesting because it's like you have like like even even croak now is dispellable yeah so like it's interesting that we're like i don't i don't see that much uh that much magic around uh, where I'm playing, to be honest. So mm-hmm. just, just this is the local meta we've been talking about. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, that's the clearly what I'm doing with the KO is I'm just sitting there and hoping to, uh, you know, have two dispels. Right. Yeah. Right? I'm taking the heroic action to give someone a dispel if I think I need it, and then I have the navigator, and that's it. I'm just praying on. Like I actually want more primal dice because typically what I find happens is someone will have a spell they really want and I wasn't going to stop that spell no matter what. So they're going to roll all their primal dice to try and get it to go off. And that's cool. And then I'll get to stop their other three casts or their other, like, you know, two casts. Um, Were, Were you rocking any like arcane tome or anything? Nothing at all. Just one navigator and that's it. Interesting. I, yeah. I have been s- starting to throw Arcane Tome and Master of Magic on oh, yeah. a lot of lists just to be like, okay, cool. Here's that. Here's the battle tech now you, right away. Now That's you have so a easy. good wizard. That's done, yeah. right? Even if it's not even like good spells, it's just like, okay, I've got a battle tactic. First turn, done. Nailed it. Backboard this yep. guy, cast a spell. Yeah. I've been really liking Master of Magic in this current this current book because... Oh, so good. It just makes things reliable, especially if you're doing like the Kabbalist thing, like I have been, where you have these 3D6 casts, which are super risky without it, <laughs> you know? And oh, it gives sure. you like yeah. a little bit of an insurance policy if your dream is to not roll the ones and then add a primal dice to get somewhere. <laughs> yeah, for, for those uh, who may be new or um, you know, may, may not have kept up with the original rules and just come into the new rules, uh, Master of Magic allows you to re-roll a cast uh, once per turn. Or one cast per turn, mm-hmm. so it's it's super it's super helpful for getting that first battle tactic if you know nobody's going to be in range to dispel, especially yeah. if they make you go first. Like at this point, like if if you know you're going to go first, that should be your battle tactic, right? Yeah, I, I think um, knowing how to deploy for your battle tactics and having a plan on every single map about which battle tactics you're going to attempt throughout the course of the battle 
and which ones you're deploying for um, is the best thing you can do for yourself in terms of how to, how to play this game better. I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, it's um, it's much better than what I do, which is look at the battle tactics in my opponent's turn, roll the dice, so I'm making sure I'm I'm keeping up with them, have my battle tactic picked um, and figured out and everything goes according to plan with all the dice rolling and yada, 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 and then forget and have to do it all over when it's my turn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not saying to have, you know, have it all picked, but like recognizing like, okay, this is a mission where it's super far to get to the enemy to get out of my territory. So intimidate the invaders, probably not going to happen, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe don't go for that. Or this is a corner deployment. So let's not go for um, surround and destroy or whatever it's called. Uh, right. Cause it's hard to get to three, three edges. Um, yeah. You know, I could still do that, but it's not going to be a turn one type thing anyway because like a lot of them are achievable on almost every mission it's just a you know the there's none there's no battle tactic except for the maybe the magical dominance that's like this one turn one every time that's very true i yeah. mean and, and but they are there if you set up for them you have a plan which kind of accommodates a little bit of the opponents kind of do but if yeah. you misdeploy you often ice yourself out from any number of them because they're exactly. so positional and yeah. I, I do think every army should be able to get four to five battle tactics every game consistently. Yep. And if you're not doing that, figure out how to do that because that, that'll improve your game right there. Like that is like the easiest thing you can work on to, to make your game better. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Line up five gems, clear the board. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> Line up five. <laughs> oh my. Well, all right. I think we got to a good place. This. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm I'm about to uh, fall and uh, die in the couch. So uh, okay, before the the couch mimic uh, consumes you, uh, we'll have to sign off. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, I, we we don't want to be around for the audio to capture the uh, vestiges of wisdom being imparted by it at the end. There, <laughs> yeah, it's just gonna be a lot of. Uh, <laughs> Stay a while and listen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>